0: I'm putting my money on Luca. Oh. Oh, Mavs will win this series In six They gonna win oh. tonight I dare you to
1: tweet it Tweet it out Yeah
2: but if tweet you believe it, it Tweet that t- Tweet t- it pull out Pull the phone out right now and tweet, tweet it, it right out. now Stop playing Tweet
1: it out I got Mavs Tweet it, it out right you now You ain't gotta
2: post that bro We messing no, with you No
1: I'm dead serious He better <laughs> post it <laughs> What's up, what's up, and welcome to Certified Buckets, the can't-miss NBA podcast where we hit on all things hoops and culture, brought to you by Uninterrupted. As usual, I'm your girl Ashley Nicole Moss, and I got my guys with me, Christian Winfield, Lethal yeah. Shooter. Yo. Christian's been trying to Christian's been trying to show off his manicure. I know you Yo, guys Yo, hey, he listen, I'm
0: telling y'all, especially as people that you know, we use our hands just for our, our field. You know what I'm saying? We write. Lethal, you you handling a basketball all day. Ashley, you you do a jack of all types of trades. I don't use trends. my
1: hands. <laughs> what? You, you, you be
0: holding a microphone?
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. You
0: know what I'm saying? You already know the vibes. You got you got to make sure your tools are clean. You feel me? I have. Not cut my own nails in like three months. Wow. I let somebody else do that's it. Rich listen, try- I let somebody else do it. Listen, I'm trying to get my own nails. like you. I'm trying to get like you. Nah, Your listen. Money. You got to get somebody who knows how to get the job done. Cause <laughs> I wasn't doing it right. I wasn't doing it correctly on my own. You, you got to seek professional help. I found that help. Shout that's out to my up. nail tech. Stop up. playing.
1: Well, on that note, welcome to our show, everybody. And thank you so much for supporting the show, as always. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you happen to be listening. And get at us on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. And we're on Instagram and Twitter. Interact with us, and you might just hear your comments on the next show. All right guys, I would be lying if I said we predicted this, but the second mm-hmm. round has gotten really really interesting since the last episode we recorded. Sure. So, we're going to dive into all of that in this edition of 315. All right y'all, check ball. It's time for us to go 3 on 5. All right, so topic number 1, we're going to head out to the Wild Wild West. Shout out to Will Smith. <laughs> where the Warriors were the only team remaining that was able to take a 3-1 series lead. Now, without John Morant, the Grizzlies were able to lead for most of the game, so they were moving and grooving, shout out to Clyde Frazier, but came up just short as the Warriors put up 39 points in the fourth quarter. Christian now down three games to one. Is this series over for the boys from Memphis?
0: Yeah, it's around. Unless Ja's walking through that door a hundred percent, it's over. And I know we spoke at length about the Grizzlies record in the regular season without Ja. They were twenty and five in those games, but that's when you're playing a different opponent every night, right? When you're playing the Warriors every single night, that Warriors defense, that Warriors coaching staff, you got Draymond on the other side who's just a mastermind on defense, mm-hmm. they're gonna find ways to shut you down. And that's just playoff basketball that comes with experience. I think the the Grizzlies are going home. I think they had a great season. They have something to build on, but the buck stops here.
1: Any concerns about the Warriors? I mean, let me give you some numbers, Lethal, before you answer that. They missed, they missed their first 15 three-point attempts Monday mm. night, and they had 11 turnovers in the first half. Also, Steve Kerr will likely miss Game 5 due to COVID. He didn't coach in Monday's game because of COVID. And we don't know what you know the situation is with John Morant. According to Jaron Jackson, you know, he spoke to the media. It did not seem, you know, like he was optimistic at all about a return from Ja. It seems more than likely he's going to miss this entire series. With what, we don't know for certain. It is a knee injury of some sort. Um, You know, there's been not a lot of information that has come out from Memphis regarding exactly what has transpired, but the Grizzlies were 20 and five without Ja Morant in the regular season. As we know, the waters get a little deeper in the playoffs. So, knowing all of that, what is your take on this series? Is there any chance for the the Grizzlies to come back?
2: Yeah, saying I have to agree with uh, Chris as well. If Jaw doesn't come back, the Warriors win this game. And I remember in the middle of the season, everybody was like, "Oh, well, the the Memphis Grizzlies are so much more better without Ja. Look at their record." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in the playoff, in the regular season, all due respect to the NBA, nobody playing no defense. So it's like. You know, now that the playoffs are here, you know, it's turned up. Like, the pressure's on. And that's why, you know, all due respect to the Grizzlies players, but if you notice the games they won, Jaw went crazy. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and all due respect to the Grizzlies players as well, if Jaw isn't there, who's that person to go crazy and get everybody else involved? Like, who who's the person? So, I feel like it doesn't matter if the Warriors miss 23s. It doesn't matter if they have 15 turnovers. They have too much – um too many vets over there. We we got Draymond. We got Steve uh we got Steve Kerr, but he's not coaching right now. But we got so many people that have won rings, you know what I mean? They got they got Steph Curry uh shooting the ball, you know, and I just feel like who on Memphis can be the person to help them get over the hump jaw has never been there before, but he has the heart of a line. Like what you say, Ash, and I'm not trying to say that nobody on Memphis Memphis doesn't have it, but in the regular season, it's pretty easy. But in the, in the playoffs, who can we say, you know, Hey, help us win the game. Who is that person?
1: I want to go back to something you said, you know, Steve Kerr, as we know, you know, it's going to be out with COVID. They don't need no coach. More than that's, that's what I want to ask. You. Shout out to Mike Brown, the new head coach of I mean, the, the Sacramento up, Kings. Up, How up, much up. of a difference does that make? Obviously, Mike Brown, I have a lot of respect for him again, the right. new head coach of the Sacramento Kings. But you said the Warriors don't really need to be coached, but we can't underestimate or we can't, you know, overlook rather Steve Kerr's adjustments. He makes great adjustments. We saw that in game three. Um, you know, is this something that the Warriors should be concerned about? It is a road game. Memphis, you know, they have a crazy crowd. The energy is booming. You know, is that something that could work in favor of Memphis and stealing a win that they don't have the coach that really knows this team inside and out?
2: Well, the good thing about the Warriors, like like what you just said and Christian said, they, they've all played together. Clay, Steph. Um, Draymond, all the, they—they're gonna—they're gonna make Jordan Poole understand what it takes to get to the next level. So, a, a, a team like this, they don't really need a, a, a coach. All due respect, you know what I mean? They, they don't need because they—they played the a game the the, the the right way. And I feel like with no Steve Kerr, they're they're still gonna win this game if mm. Jaw doesn't play. I feel like if Jaw would have played last game, I think the Memphis Grizzlies would have won.
1: Absolutely. Ooh. Okay,
2: just letting you know because when I was watching it. And when I was taking notes. I was like, I'm trying to see who's gonna be that jaw where it's like, yeah. they're just like, fuck it. I mean, they're just mad and yeah, getting yeah, everybody yeah. going and taking the ball. But nobody wanted that. And all, all due respect, they was like, sh- they was going to that stuff we spoke about last week, shooting playground shots. All due respect to A my lot guy, of Dylan playground Brooks. Shots. Yeah.
1: I mean, Jaron Jaron Jack- Jackson in that last shot. That session, last shot was on the so- clock, bro. You have ten seconds on the clock, bro. You don't gotta rush that no. shot. Milk the clock. What are you yes. doing? Like yes. so you preaching.
2: So it was just, they wouldn't have did that with Ja. They wouldn't have did that. Christian,
1: yeah. I know you're. I know you're itching to talk about Mike Brown, the new head coach. I can see. I can. I saw your face light up when I mentioned he's the new coach of the Sacramento Kings. What do, What do you got to say? What are you trying to get off your chest over here?
0: First and foremost, it's a new day for the city of Sacramento. Number right. one, I mean, getting rid of Luke of Luke Walton, oh, best God. thing they could have did. You, earlier you said season. that the
2: first day on the podcast. I was
0: so happy Dude. it happened because you got to think about it. this is a guy who's got a one hundred eighty one and two forty four record as a head what? coach, but somehow keeps getting jobs right? He was with the Warriors. He won some games there, but obviously you're going to win with the Warriors when you got Steph and Clay and all them. Then you got the Lakers job. Didn't really do much there. And then you get a Kings job after that. Didn't do much there either. So I'm not here to pile on the Luke Walton. Actually, I am a little bit, but (laughs) I'm I'm more so excited because you actually have a head coach who's done it. and, And in terms of doing it right, like Building a contender in a way from the ground up, developing your talent. Mike Brown is that guy. You got De'Aaron Fox. You got Demonis Sabonis. I like those two pieces. Even though we, we gave the king shit about giving up Tyrese Halliburton, but at the end of the day, you got to give to get, right? You have those two pillars of your team. You got Mike Brown. I like it. I'm, I'm calling it here. The Kings are making the playoffs next year. What? Oh, are, for sure. They are making I, I, the playoffs I next year. Y'all see that's that? happening. And, and Mike Brown is going to lead that they won't, charge. I don't, think they'll be high, I don't
1: think they'll be a high seed, but they'll they be going.
0: They're going to win their play-in tournament game and, and secure the You know the what? I, apologize.
2: I, I said that very bad. I forgot De'Aaron Fox, about mm-hmm. Like, they really do have a they good- They could play. Get them one have more a piece. Good, yes. They, it was just bad. Like we always say, that playground basketball ain't going to work. Yeah.
1: Before speaking of playground basketball before we move on from this topic one of the things that has been bothering me in this series is one the officiating has not been the greatest right. um there's been a lot of weird suspect calls but along on the other side of that i also hate this narrative that has been popping up throughout every single game on the uh-huh. code and you know yeah, claiming people right. to be dirty players and look Physical plays happen in playoff basketball. It's competitive. Emotions are high. A lot is on the line. And yes, some plays are dirty and some plays are basketball plays that result in just unfortunate circumstances. And I'm saying that because we look at what happened with Dylan Brooks. That was a dirty play. He's not a dirty player. That's a drastic difference. We know what a dirty player is and what that looks like. And we know what a dirty play is that comes from somebody who's not – who does not have that character trait. So two yeah. things can be true at the same time. But then there are situations like with John Jordan Poole where it's a basketball play gone bad. Nobody mm-hmm. was trying to hurt anybody. Jordan Poole is not that guy. He got it out the mud. He comes from the G League. He knows what it's like yeah. to you know not have an opportunity. He's definitely not trying to take that from somebody else. Him mm-hmm. and Jaron Jackson have known each other since they were kids. Even Jaron Jackson was like, he's not that guy. I understand emotions are high, but I think it's very, you know, it's muddy waters when you start calling people dirty players and Mm. accusing them of doing things to go ahead and hurt other players. I get it. Emotions are high. Nobody wants to see anybody get hurt. But we got to also understand the difference between dirty plays from non-dirty players dirty plays from dirty players, and then basketball plays that just so happen to end up in terrible, terrible results. And I think that that's just an important map to navigate because once you get the reputation of being a dirty player, you can't shake that. And that's not something you can throw around and you should throw around lightly. I like to believe that 99.9% of the guys on the court are not trying to hurt each other. You know, things happen. Nobody's trying to see anybody not be able to play in a series and I just don't like that this is being thrown around especially in this series. A lot of great names, a lot of people who are going to be in the league for a very long time. A lot mm-hmm. of guys who are the future of the NBA. Just let's leave that dirty player and those accusations. Let's just leave that alone. Just play good basketball. I just I don't like that. It's been rubbing right. me the wrong way.
0: Right. Where was where was the code when the Warriors had Zaza Pachulia out there? running around clobbering people left and right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, right. That was, he's, I, we all know he's one of the filthiest players that we've seen. You mm-hmm. know, we, we, we could point to as many different times. We had Kawhi, you know what I'm saying? All the different times where Zaza's been on the floor, but we didn't hear about the code then, right? So it's just funny, right, when, when coaches feel like they're the victims.
1: That's a separate issue. I feel like Draymond, and look, Draymond's not the authority on the code, okay? He walks sure. the line. But I mm-hmm. think you can say with Draymond, Yes, he's aggressive on defense, but I don't think Draymond has ever tried to no. hurt somebody. Nah, on purpose. I don't think
0: he's. I wouldn't he's call Draymond a dirty player. player. He's aggressive.
1: Yeah. He's a little annoying at times. He talks right. a lot of shit. Right. He gets under your skin, but nobody can say Draymond's a dirty player. He has never tried to harm somebody. Things have happened. You know, where he's aggressive on defense and it has resulted in, you know, someone unfortunately getting hurt. But that is very different than somebody moving with the intention to Mm -hmm. hurt you. And we know what those players look like. We don't have to say their names. They're in the league. We've Mm -hmm. seen it. And that's mm. drastically different than a Draymond. That's drastically different than a Dylan Brooks. That's drastically different than what happened with Jordan Poole. And I just hate that that label is being put on people that it does not apply to. Mm. Lethal, yeah. what are what are your thoughts on that before we move on?
2: I got to agree with you 100%. I don't think a player just wakes up and say, you know what? When Ashley comes out of lane, I'm just going to try to break her face. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, in the early 90s, yeah, in the late 90s, yeah, like in the 80s, they were saying that, look, when this game starts, when Jordan comes to here, I'm going to take the legs, you take the top. You know what I mean? I don't think the players are like that this year. But I, I do see that it's just some soft mess being called. Like,
1: They're yeah, suspect. There are a suspect. lot of suspect it's calls. Some, Scott Foster must be stopped, okay? like yeah. he, he has to be stopped at this yeah. point. It's, it's, actually, it's actually ridiculous. Like there are some calls – listen – Joel Embiid is all of si- seven to two hundred and sixty pounds. He doesn't fl- right. he doesn't hit the ground that easy. Stop calling a foul every time he hits the floor. It doesn't make it a foul. It makes him a good actor. Like stop it. Know the difference between an actual <laughs> foul and a flop. Know the difference between a basketball play and a non basketball play. I'm tired of we of us watching games and every possession there's a whistle blown. Let these guys play. It's the playoffs. Like it's ridiculous. It's absolutely. And then be consistent. One thing can't be a flagrant one, and the same action in a different game can't not be a flagrant one. Is it a flagrant or is it not? Like, pick and choose, stop, you know, it's not circumstantial. The play is the play, the rules are the rules, and if you're gonna go ahead and have that energy, keep that energy in every series. Stop dictating what's a flagrant and what's a not when it's actually the same play. It's it's annoying. It's annoying, and it kind of ruins the flow of the game.
0: I, I agree with all that, Ash. You know, I, I would just pump the brakes real quick on piling on to the officials yeah they miss calls right yeah they they have some blunders but don't we all right like officiating is tough you know, having to, like, I'm sure, like, these calls, some of them are, like, bang, bang plays, right? And to get it wrong, yeah, sure, you'll get it wrong, and they'll, they'll admit they're getting it wrong. Some of them, though, I, I agree with you, like, some of these fouls are not actually fouls, and the consistency is my biggest thing, right? Like, kind of like you said, if you're going to call something on one end of the floor right. and not call it on the other end of the floor in right. the same game from the same official, that's a problem, right? But I, I understand. Refs have a hard job, man. It's It's, it's not easy, so...
1: What do you what do you it. have in your hands? I saw you get up to get something. What it what is it we, that you we, have?
0: We, we, we'll we we'll, let's let's move okay. on to the next topic. Okay, <laughs> we gonna move on. All right, yeah. I'm
1: like I saw him grab something, and I'm very curious. Uh, I think I know what it is, but I let I'll let him tell the we'll story when we get happens. there. Hmm. All right, we're gonna go ahead and move on to topic number two to the best coast. That's the East Coast Heard where it. the Bucks blew a golden <sighs> opportunity to Crazy. go three and one. In their series against the Celtics, now with Boston going down in the fourth quarter, Al Horford spearheaded Boston's comeback as the mm-hmm. Celtics were able to steal one in Milwaukee, which is not an easy thing to do to tie up this series. And you could almost see the moment mm-hmm. where the, the the gear shifted mm-hmm. for when Al. He made. You remember that face that Cam Newton made on the sideline with a towel over his head and he was like Mm -hmm. shaking his head like, all right, Mm -hmm. that is exactly the face that Al made. So Lethal, will we look back at the fourth quarter of game four as the quarter that changed this whole series?
2: Yeah, it did, and I respect Ooh. the Celtics for coming out the mm-hmm. way they came out. All due respect to Al Horford, too, man. He he really showed us something that he hasn't showed us in a long time. I know we just spoke about it, but I'm going to say it quick and go back. Just like when he got the dunk on Giannis, he didn't mean to hit him in the face. That should not that should have just kept playing basketballs, but mm-hmm. we agree. But what I was saying was, was, will Al Horford do that again next game? I, I mean, know. he should.
1: He's at home. He, he?
2: He's at home, but when was the last time you seen Al Horford go that crazy?
1: They do say though that role players play the best at home. Okay. He, I yeah. don't. Here's the thing. I don't think he has to go that crazy. I thirty feel piece. Like, he had a thirty. I don't piece. think. I don't think he'll go that crazy. But it's about everybody else getting involved, and I think that it was mm-hmm. necessary for him to do what he did in Milwaukee because right. everybody was not getting involved. You know, obviously right. the the Jays were handling business, right. but you kind of need your entire unit, especially. Look, they're at a they're at a disadvantage. You know, Robert yeah. Woods is out. Um, you know, they are dealing with some issues there. He's expected to return for game five. That hasn't wow. been confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you need your role players to step up and sometimes you need that to happen on the road. But mm-hmm. they should defend home court with no issue. We'll now see. if they don't, we gotta we gotta this gonna be we a gotta conversation yeah, on our hands. This has been yeah. some good
2: basketball, but I just I just feel like honestly, like me personally, I think especially what Al Holford's sister said. She shouldn't have said that so early. She should have waited to after the series. I mm. think Giannis is going to come out there and try to break everybody's face. Like he's <laughs> That's exactly
0: what he's going to try yeah, to do. Because and so, that's why I was oh trying to God. tell y'all. This oh, is what, the people, the, this is what the people oh, wanted to see. This is what the people wanted to see the entire time. The only way you're going to beat Giannis is a seven game series right. is if you start throwing hands. Right. And that's what they did. is right. UFC out there right now. We're right. seeing bodies <laughs> hitting the floor. You got. Al Horford getting dunked on, putting on the straight face, then dunking on him back. Right. You got people body slamming each other left right. and right. This is the playoffs. This is what the people have wanted to see since the beginning of the season. I'm right. glad they brought it. Refs are letting them play. Right. right? It's just like, yeah. This I feel like I'm watching the bad boy Pistons right now right. try to stop Michael. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's getting crazy the Bucks out here. are
1: playing football, though. Like, I I'm love saying. it. I love it. Yeah, I love it's it. it. It's this is how it's got to be. Yeah, yeah, man.
0: And the Celtics. Listen. Grant Williams needs a needs another contract extension. Whatever oh. he's in, he's oh, not it's making coming. enough. Cause he he need that he's health insurance. Nails. He, he needs life insurance. Cause if Giannis go through his chest one more time, I don't <sighs> know if he's gonna get up. That man, yo, Grant Williams he he got the stamp of respect right there.
1: Yeah, shout out to Grant and shout out to Lethal for Grant's jumper. Shout oh, out to thank Sh- you. Thank <laughs> you. I'm trying. He didn't
2: shoot good last game, but he he should pick it up next game. We may going make. We supposed to talk today to make some adjustments. But it's just it's so weird because I got Grayson on one side, I got Bobby on one side, then I got Grant on one side. And
1: I say that, we go with this I say we go with the side with Grant Williams. Let's go uh, with yeah. that side.
2: Lethal,
0: as as a shooting coach, how do you like not overreact to one like bad shooting night, right? Because you could
2: oh overreact it's the playoffs. I don't yeah. I don't care about it at all. So like. Like a good example is with Danny Green. When Danny Green shot one for nine or something from three, bro. I don't yeah. care, bro. Like, but that's why I did that post to show everybody. Like that night before being Danny went over film on FaceTime. We spoke. We made the talk sorry, Ash, but we made the adjustments that's needed for the heat because they were like in his shit. Like You're
1: kind of the ops, mm, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of you like the ops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they was the like, ops.
2: they was guarding them so crazy, and I'm looking at the film like, God damn. Damn! Like, how can he possibly get the shot off? And then when I saw little points where he can get the shot off, um, and it was perfect because I knew that Joel was coming back before they announced it. So I just went again and watched Joel's sweet spots and told Danny to go to the opposite spots when Joel wasn't playing that game. When Miami, he clamped him down like the police. And then I just literally—that's why he—he he, <laughs> that game he hit seven threes. It was good. And then the night before, the, the next game he shot well too because we made another adjustment. So we'll see. Like it's just it's it's, it's cool,
1: lethal. I want to give that. you a stat and get your get your take on this. Per cleaning the glass, the Milwaukee Bucks are averaging just eighty four point one points per a hundred possessions in the half court this series. What mm. are your thoughts on that?
2: You know what I I think should happen. I think like Brooke, Bobby, who the other bigs, Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. I think I think they need to just be going out there and just like Chris say put the gloves on. Like I just feel put like the the, yeah. the bigs aren't like just they're not imposing their will. I feel like if they impose their will, they'll win. I feel like the Celtics are Mm-mm, slow. Hold on,
0: we we forgetting one big thing. Who? They ain't got Chris Middleton. That's why you ain't yeah. averaging so many half-court points. You know how many times they could use Chris Middleton just to get a bucket because the, the, the Celtics are overloading on Giannis. Right. Your other shooters are, are over-pressured. Nah, put, right. I, I know we give Middleton a lot of slack, kind of like we give Tobias Harris a lot we of slack because they're getting we paid do. a lot of money, we right? Do. But, like, Chris Middleton could get a bucket. He's you know a what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's where you're missing points in the, in the what is it, 84 points per 100%. You put Chris Middleton back out there, that's, that's looking closer to normal. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's
1: it's definitely going to be interesting and whoever obviously goes and wins this series goes on to the Eastern Conference Finals to hopefully face the Miami Heat, my second team. And speaking of the Miami Heat, we are going to move on to topic number three because we are now shifting our focus to that series. And that series will actually resume tonight as we're recording this podcast. It will happen later on tonight. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the Sixers. They had a vintage performance from James Harden in game four to tie the series at two apiece. Now, the Sixers handled business on home court. So did the Miami Heat. So now it's all about somebody's got to steal one at home, or Miami has to defend their final two in the 305. Christian, you had a front row seat to the James Harden show for most of the year. Do you feel like game four was a fluke, or do you see Harden performing like that from this point forward?
0: That's tough. First and foremost, the way Nets fans should just feel so sad
2: after watching how James too.
0: Harden went crazy in game four, because if you get even half of that for the second half of the season is maybe it's the nets in the second round right now I still it think if you be. keep if you keep James Harden Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving together and then Kyrie mm-hmm. gets cleared to play all these games it's anybody's championship at that point right mm-hmm. I think at least but to fast forward now, where you've got James Harden playing the way he played in game four, will he be able to do it in game five? I don't know. I will say this. If James Harden is playing the way he played in game four every game from now on, the Sixers are not pretenders. They they can literally potentially go all the way because you've already got as dominant as Joel Embiid is. I, there was one moment there where I think James Harden hits a step back three and the camera cuts over to Joel Embiid and he's like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been waiting for this. Yeah. Yeah. If, that's, if this is the guy who's playing in Philly every night from this point forward, that's tough. That's mm-hmm. tough, so we'll see.
1: Letha, I want to ask you because you and I are a big fan of this person that I'm going to mention. Kyle Lowry is out for Game 5 mm-hmm. um, with hamstring issues. He's been dealing with them throughout the course of the playoffs in some way, shape, or form. He's tried to come back. Hasn't been able to fully you know, get into the swing of things. As we know from James Harden, hamstrings are extremely difficult to deal with. Every time you think you've made progress, it reminds you that you're really not that far along. But somebody that we haven't seen that we're both a big fan of, Duncan Robinson. We haven't seen any side of him. He obviously can shoot. We know it. We've Mm -hmm. seen it. He got paid. Now, defensively, he's a little bit of a liability. He's not the strongest Mm -hmm. on defense. But do you think that is the lineup change that Spolstra needs to make, especially with Lowry? not being in game game five and just kind of biting the bullet on the fact that Robinson's not the best defensive player.
2: Yeah, we got to agree with that. Like he got that 95 mil and, you know, he's a great shooter, but all due respect to him, he's a great shooter, but it's, he doesn't really create for himself as well. And he's a defensive liability and in regular season. That's a shooter's dream because in the regular season, you can shoot a lot of shots. You don't really have to play defense for real. But in the playoffs, a lot of people get exposed, so he's just gonna have mm. to step up, you know. And a great example is uh, Tyler Euro. You know, he's not the best defender, but he puts so much energy into defense. He's he's playing good defense, and I feel like Duncan is one of those players where he just has to he got to give 200 because he's not mm. athletic. He doesn't have the foot speed. He doesn't have. Uh, everything it takes to to stop somebody, but if he just gives two hundred percent, he can be that many missing piece because they need him to make five threes or more. You know what so I mean? How,
1: how would you go ahead and implement him into this series? Because again, you can't rely on him defensively, but you obviously need the help scoring.
2: Like a push defense where everybody like, <clears throat> unfortunately, if he gets on the island, it's tough. Like mm. you know, you can't just leave certain players. But when he's when he's checking the ball. Um, start pushing it to certain spots, and the defense can help them. I just feel like what they're doing is like you know they're just blowing right past him. He's just yeah, it just doesn't look good. You know, Christian, Christian, put yeah. on
1: your put on your Pat Riley hat for a second. You're Pat. You're the Godfather. No Eric Spolstra has not played Duncan Robinson. What is that conversation between you and Spolstra like?
0: That's interesting, right? Because.
1: And you paid him. Listen, you're Pat Riley. You paid this man ninety million plus million dollars. You didn't pay yeah. him to sit on the bench in the playoffs. What's your conversation with Spolster like?
0: I mean, part of me wants to trust Spo, right? Because he's been there. He's he's done this before, right? I, obviously, Pat Riley has too. But the other part of me is looking. You know, I was watching. I was reading this thread uh, earlier today. Miami missed a whole lot of wide open threes. A uh, lot. Like, they were they were all you know. What I'm saying DHO wide open look. Clanking off the back of the rim, right? Missing off, off right iron. You know, in, in one way, yeah, can Duncan Robinson come off after not playing for some time and hit those shots? I think so. But I think you also got to trust your shooters, right? Trust the rotation that you've had all season. I don't think they're going to miss those shots again. And you're going home. I, I think you stick with it again.
1: So you keep, you're keep keeping Robinson on the bench?
0: Yeah, unless you've got a shooter that's like, actually real life struggling again and you need to make that sub, I think you, you stick with your lineup now. and Because then...
2: they're going to go right at yeah. him. Like, soon as yeah. he comes in the game, James Harden's going to get the pick and roll to, to switch to him and then they're going to put him a lot on the island. The defense is going to help and then other people going to start getting the groove because if other people start getting the groove for Philly, it's over. Like
1: You're in favor of keeping him on the bench as well.
2: All due respect, I mean, I, I'd rather see Danny go a little bit more deeper, so I want them to play him so, it, <laughs> so <laughs> Sixers can win. So, But, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah all jokes aside but if the heat if the heat want to win yeah they they might have to keep them out of this series you know what i mean they mm. might have to keep them out of this series
1: so are you doubling down guys on your original series predictions i had miami in 5 obviously that's not happening but i still mm. have miami winning this series whether it's in 6 or 7 what are you guys feeling towards the outcome of this i remember
2: i said i could be wrong they might have to pull it back up i thought i oh. might have said if joel and b dominates they win it because I think you said the Sixers too, right, Chris?
0: Nah, I said the Heat because I didn't believe that Embiid would be able to play the way he's been playing now. After okay, man's playing with an remember. orbital fracture and a concussion and a torn ligament in his thumb. Right, right. Come on, man. He's right. the freak of It's yeah, crazy. Are you kidding me? I can't remember he, what He I changes said. the whole, I think we both had the six, I think we both had the heat because we didn't think B would be able to play okay. at the level he's playing right now. I think right Lethal now.
1: had, I think Lethal had Miami in six and I think you had it going all the way seven. even. Okay. Or well, one mm-hmm. of you guys had it going seven, oh, one of you had it going six, but
0: however it was Joel and Embiid done changed the complexion of the series. If I'm the Sixers, I feel confident right now going into Miami because I got Embiid and I got Harden, and Harden looking motivated. I'm still mm. I'm
1: still rocking with the home team. I think listen, Miami, all intensive purposes, even mm. if they go to Philly game six and lose, all you have to do is defend home court and you come out this series victorious. That's all you have to do. You could even ignore the Philly game and chalk it up to a, you know what, if we win, great. If we don't, we're going back home. All you have to do is defend home court. That should be the easiest thing for you to do or any team to do in a playoff series. Defend home court and play your game. This is your house, protect it. If you can do that, you win the series. You don't even have to worry about winning one in Philly. So I'm still rolling with Miami in seven. I had it in five, but I'm going to go Miami seven, maybe six, but I just, I don't know. That Philly crowd is tough. Miami's still going to come out this series victorious. I just don't know six or seven Mm.
0: yet. That's fine. Astrodamus, your legacy is on the line here.
1: We are going to go ahead and move on to topic number four, which has been one of the most interesting series so far Mm -hmm. in this second round. And that's going down in Phoenix tonight as the Suns look to create some separation from Luka and the Mavs who just refused to go out without a fight. The role players for the Mavericks stepped up as players such as Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith were able to provide enough help to tie the series at two. So they defended home court, exactly Mm -hmm. what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Lethal, a lot of people counted out this Mavericks team and Luka after they went down 0-2. Do you think it's possible the Mavericks can pull off what might be the biggest upset in this playoffs and win this series?
2: Man, I want to do a shout-out to my guy Mark Cuban and my guy Nico. Mm. They're doing a great job down there. Um That's I did I wasn't a believer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we all weren't. Am I, I, I the only the one? Honestly. No, I don't think we were. I, no, said, I wasn't I s- I actually What did you say? Because I remember we... I thought... I, see, they need to start giving us the recaps. Cause yeah, I don't be I revising might, history no, I now. Yeah, I right now. I, I that, thought I might have seen
1: it. I actually thought the Mavericks were going home because, against Utah. Okay, I that's, said okay. that if, mm. if Luka... Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I said if Luka came back, the series would go six against Utah. Okay. But I said if he didn't, I had... The jazz winning in five. The, R. Jazz R. R. The, not, jazz. the Jazz did not handle business at all. I thought
0: to the Utah Jazz. I think
1: in this series I always had. I never thought it would be a sweep. I always had okay. Dallas defending home court. Okay. But this is this is interesting.
2: Okay, that's what I that's this what this has I was gotten saying. good. We never thought it was gonna be like this. Um yeah. but the way it is looking, the confidence that the Mavs have. Um, it's, it's getting scary. I mean, it's, it's always, hours. it always gets like this. Like, I love Chris Paul so much, but it's like towards the end of the season, it seems like it started getting a little bit more harder, a little bit, you know? And, mm-hmm. and he's a beast, but it's just like something didn't add up last game. Like, it was just Luca was just, he got that jaw in him. He got that Michael Jordan, that Kobe, and that. He got that. When dog, they scream, bro. yeah, a lot of people don't be having that scream that Luca and jaw and them do. You know what I mean? And it's like, I won't be let down. You know what I mean? Devin Booker and Chris Paul have it as well. So
1: Listen, much like we're talking about with Miami, all the Suns have to do is defend home court. Who are you going with tonight? They've been good at that so far. I'm going with Phoenix in Phoenix. Oh, wow. Mm. I am. I feel like, again, role players for the Mavericks usually play better at home.
2: Right, you know, playing on the
1: road in front of that Phoenix crowd is tough. You got to go. All the Suns have to do is defend home court. They don't even have to worry about winning in Dallas. Obviously, you want to, because anything can happen in a game seven. Right, but if you defend home court, you should come out of this series victorious. I don't think Jalen Brunson and Smith are going to have crazy games like that in Phoenix, but there is some concern. I mean, on a scale of one through ten, how concerned are you guys about the Suns? Ten being the worst. Not much. No, um, okay. I,
0: I here's what you know, I, my main concern is I don't think any one of on the Suns thinks they can guard Luka, and that's because no. they can't. That's the they truth, can't, they can't stop him. That yeah. man is going out there doing what he wants to do, looking you in your eyes before he scores on you, and then reminding you. He, he, I'm, I get the vibe that he's the type of player that he'll, he'll do the Larry Bird where he's going to tell you what he's going to do to you before <laughs> he does it, and then remind you after I told you I was going to do that. Like, that's how good he is. And there's no one like you. Put bridges on him. You put Crowder on him. You put anybody on him, and he's just scoring on you. So it's like if you can't stop that, your defense is compromised, no matter what. So that means it's gonna come down to having open shots. If the Mavs can hit their open shots and move that ball around, right, it's gonna be tough, man. I don't, I don't it's know which be, way the series it's is gonna, gonna be an go. I'm putting series. my money on Luca. I'll do that. Oh. I got. I, I'm going. Oh. I, I'm doing it now. I'm going Mavs. Mavs will win this series in 6 they going to win
2: oh. tonight and they going to win oh See, yeah. I gotta type this Pack type them of up. stuff up. Pack like them type up. it up so we can have I you, it. I dare
1: you to tweet it. Tweet it out. Pack yeah, but I'll if you believe
2: it, tweet that pull the phone out right now and tweet that Tweet, tweet that right now. That's 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 deep. I got tweet right you. it
0: out right
1: now. now. You
2: ain't gotta post yeah, that, bro. We mess with No, I'm dead serious. He did post
1: it. You gotta you gotta pick like that. You tweet that out. You stand
2: Tonight, if Lucas scores more than thirty, they win.
1: There you go. There you. There oh, make is. sure to add certified uh, buckets in the tweet. Oh, you know it's business. It's business. Oh yeah. yeah. Make sure oh, you make sure you add certified buckets in the tweet. But listen, we know that Luca's a problem for the Suns, but. Chris Paul has a few problems. We're going to start with problem number one, and that is a referee by the name of Scott Foster. Right, it seems right. like this man has it out for Chris Paul. I don't know if he didn't sign an autograph. I don't know if he didn't take a picture. I don't know if he talks about his mama. But for some reason, <laughs> Scott Foster will not let CP3 be great. Is it just a tall tale of the NBA that's a fun kind of conspiracy theory, or is this a real-life problem? He
0: still Is he still without a win against Scott Foster? No Um, wins.
1: I believe so, Josh. Go ahead and check that. Yeah, I crazy. think it's right. I, believe, I think that's right. I believe he's yet to have a win with a Man, Scott in Foster. Yeah, we're in the double digits him. now.
0: He's like zero. He's like oh and twelve or something crazy like that. That's not right. a coincidence. <laughs> that somebody's out to get you. I don't know if if CP tried to pull up on, on one of Scott Foster's family members or something like that. You know what I'm saying? If there's some bad blood somewhere, Josh that's no coincidence. He,
1: Scott Foster has been the result of L's in the last fourteen games for zero Owen fourteen. Wow. <laughs> (laughs)
0: Think about that. The same referee, you have 14 straight losses to. The same referee. Some adding up. (laughs) I'm not here saying Scott Foster's a hater. I'm not here saying Scott Foster's got it out against the man. I'm just saying 0-14 is very hard to explain. Scott Mm -hmm. Foster, at at official NBA refs, y'all got to explain yourselves.
1: Lethal? You you, you buying the conspiracy theory? Because numbers don't lie.
2: I mean... I know we can't say this, but it's not like the mob or something behind it or Vegas behind it. It's just you just but got listen, bad you, luck. you
1: were a player. You played yeah. professionally. Hey. Are, there just, are there just some referees who just don't like certain players and they take it out on them in calls?
2: They need to come out with a movie or something. You know what? Picture this. Hey, we man. can't interview them. They don't have Instagrams. We can't find them on <laughs> Facebook. It's like they hiding these people from the world. <laughs> These dudes really probably be sitting in the locker room like, yeah, we got, we got it. Hey man, uh, we, yeah, we got, we got freaking LeBron. We got how we gonna get Chris ash. Paul? Yeah, this dude how get on, on my nerve, man. I'm gonna get on his exactly tonight. You
0: exactly what it is. They on, they on duel before the game. Like,
2: oh, <laughs> no, no, cut that's that part.
0: The line. No. Is that the line? No, on, no, on the Mavs tonight. Hold up, Chris no. Paul. Gave, how many no, it's, points? It's Fourteen point
1: like, five. Like, it's more like yo. You remember that time in 2009 when Chris Paul called me a bum? all right watch how i are gonna handle him tonight right parlay <laughs> boys parlay oh, boys God. is up right now listen it's, it's the the legend of scott foster and cp3 continues but oh my we gotta goodness. get into a more serious conversation because on mother's day sunday when the mavs and the sons played each other there was an altercation yeah. between chris paul's mother and his wife jada that his kids also witnessed. Two fans wow. were removed. It looked like a mother and son duo. Those fans have since been banned from Perfect. the American Airlines Center where the Dallas Mavericks play. Let's just get into this conversation. What are your thoughts on that particular altercation and just fans and family members of players in general?
2: I'll go first because I know Chris is going to knock it out of the park. Oh, I feel like nice. I feel like stuff like that. Like I'm telling you, they won't do it no more. Soon as a fan Does something like that, they need to ban not just that arena, they need to be banned from every NBA Mm -hmm. arena Mm -hmm. for the next like 10 years, if that makes sense. So, like, soon as that happens, all right, cool, you're banned, period. It's nothing to talk about. You and whoever's with you, they're never coming in here ever again, period. And I think what happens is, you know, when you ban them from just that arena, cool, they don't care, they can go to another game somewhere else. And I feel like they need to have like different type of protocols to explain to fans, even before the game. I know this sounds corny, but like before the game starts something like at the movie theater where it says, Oh, don't have out your phone and don't text like something that quick where it says, Oh, Oh, for the fans. When you buy Mm.
1: tickets, let me make this very clear for all you people Mm. listening who think that you can go into any arena and do what you want and act how you please. When Mm. you buy a ticket, you are also buying into the code of conduct, oh, in wow. which mm. applies to being in an arena and overall the, the fan conduct of the NBA. So you are breaking that code of conduct. But taking it a step further, stop letting Twitter, stop letting Instagram, stop mm-hmm. letting TikTok make you think that you're tough. You're mm-hmm. not tough. You're Mm -hmm. not that guy, and you're Mm going to run into the wrong one on the right day, and you're going to get hands put on you, because Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're 16, I don't care if you're 25, I don't care if you're 65, Mm -hmm. you put your hands on my family, and I cannot be held accountable for my actions, I will deal with the repercussions after, and that is the real world, stop letting the internet make you think that you're tough, you are not tough, these are real life people, these are real life families, and people have every right to defend what's theirs, Mm -hmm. you're not that guy this is not an uh, a trending topic this is real life. And don't let, you know, being called a tough guy or being a couple of retweets and a couple of likes on social media trick you into thinking you're a tough guy because you're going to run into someone who's going to really show you what tough is about. Stop doing it. You're old enough to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, Chris Paul's talking to a kid like that. You weren't a kid when Absolutely. you pushed somebody's family, right? Mm-hmm. You weren't mm-hmm. a kid when you were talking crazy to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're old enough to act like that, you're old enough to go ahead and get dealt with. And that's mm-hmm. what it is.
0: Well, let's let's rewind, right? Because this goes back a little further. We got MSG. Unfortunately, had Knicks fans spitting at Trey Young. Trash. Mm. Let me Boston, make you real clear: yeah.
1: those were not Knicks fans. Sure, those they were, were Knicks. They I, may have been in Knicks gear, but real Knicks fans have enough have way more class than that. People don't spit on each other in New York because that's how you get your ass dragged, mm. like you know got, right now.
0: We got Celtics fans throwing a bottle of water at Kyrie on Trash. the way out. We got, what else happened this year? We got some, we got the fans running onto the floor at, in Minnesota trying to glue their hands down. Obviously, Multiple that's times. The, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's out of control. Now you've got people putting their hands on Chris Paul's family. I hope, I hope y'all listening to this podcast are buying Oculus VR systems because we're going to be watching games in the metaverse if y'all don't start acting right. I promise you it's going to happen real quick. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen real quick. Y'all don't know how to act. Players not going to keep sitting here saying, "Yo, we can't curse at the fans, but they could put our hands on our families and stuff like that." That conversation is going to dub soon. Y'all not going to be able to come inside. Mm-hmm. That's going to be where it really sucks.
1: The NBA needs to keep that same energy that mm-hmm. they use when they find players for standing up for themselves. If fans wanna go ahead and talk crazy and act reckless and act like they don't have any sense and be mm-hmm. tough guys because they think that they're, you know, invincible and nothing's gonna happen to them, not only do you need to ban them, but you need to find them the same way you find an NBA player for cursing, mm-hmm. the same way you need to find you find an NBA player for defending themselves against mm-hmm. whatever's being said to them. If you're a tough guy and you can run your mouth and open your wallet, because now you gotta go ahead and pay a fine too. Mm-hmm. Don't let what's good for the goose should be good for the gander as well. Stop making NBA okay. players okay. put up these astronomical fines and pay these astronomical fines for doing what any other human being in the real world would do. Christian, mm. someone walks up to you and talks to you crazy, you're just going to be like, oh, oh hell, it's no, fine. No, you're going to defend yourself. Yeah, these people, yes, they're athletes. Yes, they're held to a different standard, but they are humans and they mm-hmm. have a right to defend themselves. So you want to talk crazy to LeBron? You want to talk crazy to Luca? You want to talk crazy To Chris Paul, cool. Not only are you banned, but now you got to pay the NBA. Mm And only then and then will people stop acting like they got no sense. Because I guarantee you, most of those fans don't have $50,000 lying around to pay a fine. Not at all. If the
2: NBA is looking for a spokesperson for a commercial or ad about putting their hands (laughs) on the players. We oh, got it her right here. <laughs> Hold on. I what don't... was that line? Hey. Goose gander? What's good for the, was was good good for for
1: the goose is good for the gander. i has got buzz. Stop Listen. playing. Y'all better stop
2: playing. Listen,
1: all I know is I... Listen don't be that guy because right. somebody in real life is that guy too right
2: yeah right and we gonna find
1: out who's really about that action right. and sometimes fans are not gonna be happy and satisfied until there's another malice in the palace and everyone wants to cry about it right right
0: Facts. the fan
1: what, wanted to cry when ron artest came at him crazy but you weren't crying when you were acting reckless right? Right? Mm-hmm. right you just came across the right one on the wrong Facts. day pal just what,
0: what kd said Me, me at catch steak Stop playing. We outside. Was wild. With it.
1: Catch steak <laughs> where the steak is like $75. Oh, like.
0: that's what you want to scrap? <laughs> that shit was hilarious.
1: Well, we're going to round out three on five with topic number five. And that is something that has been somewhat controversial, I guess. Christian, I know you're going to have a lot to say on this as a voter mm-hmm. because the topic of league's MVP has been discussed and discussed and discussed. But According to Woj, Jokic has been voted as the league's MVP for the second consecutive season, and he will be crowned later this week. As I mentioned, Christian, I know your vote was for Joel Embiid. So Absolutely. I want to hear your opinion on this. Any problems with Jokic winning it again? I know it wasn't your vote, but any problems with the vote?
0: No, right? Like I think it's one of those things where it's like, Stylistically, who do you appreciate more? Hmm. Right? Do you appreciate Jokic because he's kind of like a seven foot point guard who can come up the floor and average a triple double, or do you appreciate dominance? Right? And if you appreciate dominance, you've got two different flavors: this Giannis and this Joel Embiid. Any three of those guys could have won. I just happen to appreciate what Joel Embiid did all season because when you consider no Ben Simmons, you know what I'm saying then then you have the James Harden trade middle of the season, and Harden wasn't even playing well, and for them to still be in the playoff push and looking the way they look now. I thought it would be Joel Embiid's. I think this is where the NBA kind of needs to tighten this up. We're announcing MVP, which is a regular season award, entering the conference finals. Preach. I think the the natural switch here now, since you now have a play-in tournament, at the end of the play-in tournament, announce your regular season awards. Right. Right? That's, That's the perfect line of demarcation to where now you don't got guys like me, you know, talking... Entering the conference finals about someone who was playing well in the regular season, right? It, it makes much more sense. So, sure, you can you can announce Jokic. I think Jokic is a deserving MVP, even though I didn't vote for him for my first pick. But announce it earlier so that now it yeah. makes more sense. Versus Jokic ain't even in the playoffs no more. We send him home. Well, we said, right. he got sent home. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know what and I'm saying? a lot of people so,
1: forget it's a regular season award, yeah, and right. to correct that would be to announce it close to the end of the regular yeah. season. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's weird because it's been such a controversial topic, and it's been such a divided topic and a right. lot of people have a problem with Jokic winning it and listen that's not taking away from what Embiid has done he's had an incredible okay. season and he's done a lot but yeah. if you think about it i mean and this is this is this might be a take but i'm going to so, say it anyway uh-oh even if you look at the construction of the 76ers right will they would they have been as successful without Joel Embiid no Hell no would they have still been a playing team Probably maybe no. Still, mm, Ooh. With no, with like, no with no Joel Embiid. No, oh the, James, When once James Harden got there, you take Joel and you take Joel Embiid out, you still have Tobias Harris, you still have Maxie Uh-oh. Would they have hell, been hell? I mean, all due respect to those guys. No. no, no, it could have been a lower seed, a playing team. I'm even. sorry, let me stop you
0: right there. Rufa I don't got Cash. them making watched, the playoffs. I watched James Harden blow it in the first half of the season with the Nets. And you're telling me that roster that he had in Philly without Joel Embiid. You
1: don't think they would have even been a playing team no. without Joel Embiid?
2: Hell no. Who's your starting son? DeAndre Jordan? I mean, don't disrespect my man like that, but yeah, hey, I just, I just we,
1: feel, we, the numbers I, speak for themselves, I feel brother. Like although the East They're has in bad gotten system. even though the East has gotten better. <laughs> I feel like there's a drastic difference between the top dogs in the East and then everybody else. So there's a chance, depending on what that strength of schedule and what those things look like, they could have been a plane. Again, not taking away from Joel Embiid, but look right, at what right, right. Jokic didn't have. Even, even though they're not superstars, Embiid does have a better team than Jokic has. There's literally nobody there except Jokic. He brought a team with no one. To the hey, you got Aaron Gordon, you oh, got Aaron on. Gordon, you feel that? me?
0: You got you got Will Barton. We're doing you got Monte that. Morris, you got my We're son Bones You know what I'm saying? I mean. You got some pieces. We're doing got do that. a couple you're, pieces right, now. Nah. What are come you talking on.
2: right now? Jo-
1: uh, nah. I mean, Joel, Joel, those are my mans in there.
2: <laughs> those are my mans. Don't don't Joel do that, but Joel Embiid
1: has had an incredible season, not taking away right. from him, but Jokic literally made something out of nothing. He right. carried that team on his back with nothing. Maxi is going to be a star. He's a, he's fantastic. Tobias Harris, you can count on him. Danny Green, he's nice. You know what? He's you right? consistent. Ass, you, you know what me, you, you do?
2: Me, now that you're you, cutting you're it, it like this, point. I guess yeah. we got to give it to the yeah. goddamn guy. Joey. <laughs>
0: No, nothing. Okay, you got your
2: point across. Now now that I look at it, Joel didn't get robbed.
0: I still my vote I I still gave it to Embiid. But the way the
2: just did it, who who broke it down very you know. Yeah, you did a good job, Astrodomist. You made
0: some great points there, I'm just saying. I just I I would Because now you look at the role players, the role Mm.
2: all due respect to the role players. Those are my man's. Don't don't get it messed up. But the role players were a little bit lower than the Philly. A I mean? You know a little mean? bit. Right. A lower, a little bit. Just a little bit. bit. Yeah. A a little bit well, you know saying, what I mean? I think
0: we, are we discrediting, you know what I'm saying? Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, you know what I'm saying? Monte Morris. Those are players.
2: They good, but Jamal yeah, no, Murray not, and, yeah, and, yeah, and uh yeah, what's the yeah, other yeah. guy that was out? Uh
0: Michael Porter Jr. Come on, bro. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, the, that, that's, it's for tough. them to
2: go that far, they wasn't even supposed to go. You know what I mean? I'm
0: just, just, yeah, I'm just trying to find a reason not to agree with (laughs) that.
1: Well, you can agree with me because three on five is officially over. We can agree on that. So.
0: All right. That does it for three on five. Let's switch it up and see what's popping on the timeline.
1: You know what time it is. It's time to scroll down the timeline. It's on the T.L.
0: All right, first thing on the timeline is, of course, nothing brings me more smiles than seeing Rudy Gobert trying to say he can lock up Shaquille O'Neal. Because that's what he thought. What? Rudy Gobert and Shaq got into a war of words on a Bleacher Report Instagram post. Gobert commented on a post of Shaq claiming Rudy Gobert wouldn't be able to guard him by saying, quote, I would lock his ass up. We're talking about Rudy Gobert and we're talking about the big fella. Those are final words. Lethal, you, you done been in a situation where people done thought they could lock you up. That's obviously not the case. And second, I mean, Gobert versus Prime Shaq. What's the score? Game 11. What's the score? One-on-one.
2: Let's do this. Let's do this. Rudy Gobert isn't an offensive player. That's what people got to understand. Shaquille, they said, can you you score on Rudy Gobert, whatever. Rudy Gobert wasn't saying he'll bust his ass and score on him. He was saying he'll stop him. Do I think Rudy Gobert can stop Shaquille O'Neal and his prime in a game? No, but will Shaquille O'Neal have a hard time because how athletic Rudy Gobert is? Absolutely. So, like, oh. let's, let's, let's do this. Really? Rudy, Rudy Gobert oh. isn't a good offensive player, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. But the way he plays defense, yeah, Brunson put him in the mix that one time. But other than that, defensively, in Shaquille O'Neal's era, how many people was, was playing defense as good as Rudy Gobert plays defense the way he's playing?
0: I watch Shaq make people look like I nothing. know,
2: but I'm saying you telling me throughout a whole game he'll do that to to Rudy Gobert? If you give
0: if you give Shaq the ball 10 times in the post, how many of those times is he scoring on Rudy On Gobert? Rudy
2: Gobert? Yeah. No help side defense one on one? Mhm. 6. Six? And
1: flip the script now. How many times has Rudy score? See, we can't Warren. do that because no, Rudy we... ain't no
2: scorer. He probably scored like three. Oh man, Lethal!
1: I think this is also a very hard conversation to have because it's that conversation of different eras, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. that's unfortunate.
2: If they let Rudy Gobert play like they played back then defensively, all right now, right. like he might can stop him a little bit more. I would have never sense. seen
0: this coming from you. I thought you know what I'm saying. Like
1: Shaq, comes from the era where you could punch somebody in the face in the post. Right, right. Whereas Rudy. <laughs> Comes from an era where the defense had to be more elusive. It had a little bit more, uh, more structure to it. Right. right? It was right. more. You know, there was more of a foundation to it. Shaq's from the era where like anything goes. So it's also, you know, the comparing and contrast the different eras. So, like, what era of basketball are you playing? If you're playing Shaq's era, then yeah, he's Rudy doesn't stand a chance. If you're playing Rudy's era, yeah. I don't know if Shaq got the gravitas to do that. Yeah. Because- I'm
0: seeing Giannis go through people's chests with his shoulder, I think Shaq would do the same thing to Rudy. Stop
1: playing. Even Giannis has a little bit more structure to his defense than Shaq did. Shaq yeah, was basically just, like bullying. just bullying people. Yeah, and like, all yeah. due respect
2: to Shaq, that's my man, but it's like it wasn't like, – like Shaq was great, but Shaq knows like if he'd have had the left-hand hook, if he'd have had different things, he'd have really went to the next tier, but he was so dominant. If oh, you guys can I, correct me. I
0: can't believe the Shaq slander I'm hearing right now. This isn't slander. The slander like, in the I big look to,
2: I look up to Shaq. This ain't slander. I'm saying, I'm saying that Shaq was oh. so dominant that he didn't really have to do certain things because sure, yeah, you had yeah. to move out of his way. Like, and a good example is Giannis. Like, Giannis is so dominant, he doesn't need to shoot a left hand hook or right. It's certain things he doesn't need. And that's what Shaq didn't need as well. But I feel like like, um, like what Ash is saying. If we're playing in today's NBA, right. it will. Shaq would have to have to do certain things differently than than back then because they were not gonna let him just go through Rudy Gobert's chest. So, like she's saying, if it was back in Shaq day, he gonna score ten times in a row. If it's this day, I'm saying six. If if um, Rudy Gobert has to score on Shaq on those days, remember Rudy Gobert is an offensive player. So I'm still going to say three, three and three, because he doesn't have a uh, different offensive. He doesn't have, uh, he doesn't have the offensive uh, attack got the yet. Bag. Yeah, There's but only defensively, one way to solve
1: this. Put him in a room and see what happens. He I got Shaq, Shaq right old. now.
2: I got this
1: current no, version of Shaq. No, you you just trying
2: to get ratings, right? <laughs> nah.
0: You just trying to have <laughs> a post. No, I'm trying to get don't ratings. Even do no, don't even don't. do that. Don't even do that. Oh man, I, all my tips would be on prime Shaq in any matchup.
2: Of Risa. course, no, I'm not saying there, there's not. I agree with you, bro. But the thing I'm mm. trying to tell you is, and you could, and somebody could tell Shaq. Shaq, no, and and he's what the best center of all time possibly. But there them, were yeah. certain things that he didn't need to do because mm. of the type of basketball they allowed.
1: Sure. And the type of teams that he was
2: on. Oh, my bad. Yeah, and the type of teams he was on. You know what Damn. I mean? Rudy Gobert he's in that same situation. Like, we got him enough last week. I ain't going to get...
0: Moving on to the second thing I saw on the timeline is Kendrick Lamar. His video dropped for his new track, The Heart Part 5. And it set my timeline on fire. I haven't watched it yet, but fans have been coming up with different theories about the video, including coming to the conclusion that Kendrick is set center-left of the video. Because that's where the heart is located in the human body. Yo, people be going crazy with these conspiracy theories. I didn't even know that was a thing. Ash, I'll ask you first. Did you see the video? And yeah. do you believe any of these theories that they floating that's floating around about it?
1: I believe the theories. I've seen the video. I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan, so obviously I watched it. I love the track. Kendrick is deep, you know. Just like J. Cole, he puts a lot of you know effort into his visuals and his lyrics. And there's a lot of hidden messages and, and meanings that you know you really have to dive into. Um, I don't see why it's not a possibility. And if you also look at the similarities of the people that he morphed into in the video, there's images of them each with their palm up, which is five fingers, in some way, shape, or form. You know, Kobe won five championships. You know, Nipsey Hussle had his five philosophies of, of I believe R. it R. was something. Rest in peace, Nip. R.I.P. You Cold. know, Will Smith, when you do your hand like this, it's a slap. So... <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of there's a lot You're of crazy it, it, it's true though there's a lot of intricacies to I think his art that he leaves up for interpretation and I think that fans kind of coming to their own conclusions and making their own theories is, is what he wants and is what he you know pushes and inspires his fans to do and I don't think you'll ever get a clear-cut answer I think that he enjoys it being subjective and he enjoys people kind of you know, making it what they want. It's much like a movie. Like when you watch Inception, everyone Facts. has a different theory on how that movie ended. You know, there's a lot of movies like that. Titanic was also one. Did she die or was she dreaming? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's all subjective and that's what art is. And I think that's cool when you can put a piece of art into the world and see so many different conclusions. And some may be true, some may be false, but it's not Facts. your place to kind of correct anyone. And I think, you know, I think it's dope that he can do that with music. I'm just proud edge, that
2: he was able yeah, yeah. to to give us a message that was not talking about drugs and mm-hmm. hoes and and right. chains and and mm-hmm. going to the club and throwing fifty thousand dollars and mm. and putting a chick on a PJ and it's mm. just <laughs> not the and, P-J. and 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 talking about freaking walking on rodeo and and buying clothes and like he was trying to inform people what real life is about and. And um, I feel like that's the type of music that the culture needs more of to wake people up. You know, of course, I ain't trying to say I don't be blasting the music that me, me, you and Chris love. We love some good music, mm-hmm. but we do need more music that's educating and, and waking the culture up to understand. Don't get caught in the matrix, you know. And I think he did a good job of informing everybody, you know, wake up a little bit. You know what I mean? And, and the way that he did it, like you said, Ashley, it was just... It was. I don't, am I saying it's like a Mozart? Was like whoever oh, the top was, of the top. It was
1: like a Monet. Mm.
2: Yeah, it was like it was like the top of the top of every category in the world. Whoever the best pianist in the world, him. Whoever Michael <laughs> Jordan, him. Whoever Look the best shot. soccer player, what? That, that's how good. He did this and he did it in a way that was so creative that none of us would have thought about. You know what I mean? He did a yeah, great I mean, job. If, if you look Amazing.
1: at art, even in museums, like Monet's are a perfect example of that. When you look at a Monet, you know, it seems like a lot of jumble. A lot of jumble, And then you get yeah. closer and everyone sees something different. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's no right or wrong answer a lot of artists you know that's what abstract art is you know you'll see something completely different i'll see something completely different yeah and each piece speaks to someone differently based on you know what their mind can create and i think when you can create music especially like lethal was saying in an era where it seems like a lot of the music lacks lacks substance you know it lacks you know real life you know issues it lacks you know the touching of your soul that's one of the reasons i mean i fell in love with hip-hop with the ilmatic was one of the albums that changed my life you know kid cudi is one of my favorite albums or one of my favorite artists because when i listen to him j cole as well it makes me think you know it makes me reflect on things It, it adheres to something that i'm feeling at that moment in time and yeah trap music is fun and i like to like listen to music that doesn't really mean anything but it's different when it touches your soul, and Kendrick is one of the best at doing that. So, for mm. sure, Man, shout out
2: to and him. He, he reminds me of a young Jill Scott, you know? Ooh, like Okay. The, the, okay. The I
0: need music- to catch a Jill Scott concert. Stop I'm playing. sure you do, nasty. I, yeah. <laughs> I need to see what the, what, the, what the piece is hitting for. The last thing I saw on my timeline, which is the Portland Trailblazers, who are extending their, their GM. His name is Joe Cronin. They're promoting him to GM with a four-year contract. And his goal, he vowed, to continue building around Damian Lillard. Now, give me a second cuz I got I got something to say here. We know who you guys are. The Portland Trailblazers, you guys, I'm sorry, you're not winning a championship, right? It's just not going to happen. You don't have the pieces. You just traded away CJ. You had your best shot the other year when you went to the Western Conference Finals and got swept. You had Dame, you had CJ, you had Nurk, you had pieces on that team. That didn't get you nowhere. Now you got, let's see who you got on your roster right now. Not very many players. You got Eric Bledsoe. You got Joe Ingles who just got hurt. You got Josh Hart. You got Nurk. What is that going to get you? Maybe Zach Levine at best. So you're telling me you got Dame and Zach Levine, and that's it. You have no other pieces to build around. I don't think it's going to happen. I-, I think y'all need to blow it up. You should have blown it up mad long, though. Didn't do it then. Move The man already said he's open to a trade. Move him. Get some assets back. You don't have to do this. It's not worth it. Ashley, mm-hmm. what do you think?
1: I don't, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because I don't think that Dame has any interest and in, we've already kind of established Dame is moving in his career differently than maybe some other players. We, we've spoken about this. Not all players value championships and rings. You know, some players are in it for you know, providing for their families and and setting that future up and things like that. I think Dame has kind of reached that point in his career. Does that mean he never wants to win one? No. Does that mean that he's willing to go ahead and uproot his entire life to do so? No. Um, so I think. Dames and the the Trailblazers are also in a situation where you have a guy who really doesn't have a desire, wants to get paid. Because if he stays in Portland, he's going to get paid again. There aren't many teams that can afford to pay him what Portland can pay him. So why, if you think that your window has closed or it's virtually closed, you know, in terms of a championship, why go elsewhere, not get paid, and then still not win a championship? I can just stay in Portland where I've been comfortable and i i have my family's here the fan base is here i know this organization it's my organization and ride this wave and collect my check i mean that may just be where he is at this moment in time so they may not have an option to not build around him because he's not going anywhere. I mean, would you?
0: Mm-hmm. Trade that man. Dame has under contract Chris, through 2025. Would you? Would you though, Chris? Chris would you, you would I, if, I got I, a
2: question I, for you, Chris. If
0: I'm under contract through 2025, no, making 39-42-45. If, if, if you are Damian Lillard. Lillard.
1: No, listen, if you're Damian Chris, Lillard. Listen, listen. Listen, I'm giving you this scenario. If you're Damian right, cool. Lillard and your window for a championship <laughs> is pretty much closed, right? Oh, would you okay. leave a supermax on the table? In Portland, to go to a team that may or may not win a championship and get paid less? Or are you just going to collect your check and just be like, listen, I didn't win a chip. It is what it is. If I win one in Portland, cool. If I don't, I still got paid.
2: Tell the truth, bro. They going to give them another one, too.
0: They, oh that's the craziest part. He's how old is Dame right now? Dame he is thirty one. Why would he you you get think Chris that? Paul deal. He gonna get the Chris Paul but deal.
1: He's gonna get the Chris Paul deal. But why he, would you leave that on the
0: table? It makes no sense. He's gonna be thirty four years old signing another Supermax deal. If I'm Portland what if I don't want to sign him to another Supermax deal, right? 34 years old after we've seen what we
1: got and we know we're not winning the ring? What's your well, other option?
2: You're the hooper. Are you staying? Trade him you... and get some we We're talking about you, bro. We're talking about you. Right no,
1: but you dodge the question. You're I'm the you, hooper. What do you
0: do? You can still get another contract from a team. I don't, from don't know, know why we're trying to. Who's who? Whatever gonna, team giving him that trades money? you.
1: Who's Anybody, giving... whoever acquires Chris, they're not going to give him
2: what him, the Blazers going to give him, bro.
0: I don't know
1: that, You literally just said he's going to be 30-plus years old. Who in their right mind is giving him a super max?
0: Philly, send you him to Philly. You playing with us? You send him, with him us to Philly. Well. Listen, here's what I say. Go ahead. I, I, I agree with you from the standpoint that, like, yeah, sure. If you're a Dame and you want to stay in Portland and collect your checks, you can. But if you want more for yourself and your life, King, request that but trade. What's more, mm-hmm. championship? You don't want to win a ring?
1: See, this is the problem, and this is this, this is no different than no, what James This is this, no, this is no different than what James Harden did. You think that the grass is greener on the other side? You oh think, no, we know the grass is greener on, on, on the other side of Portland. We know that, that. we have years of history. You think that you're guaranteed to win a chip if you go elsewhere? Why would you go elsewhere and risk not only not getting paid what you can get in Portland, but then not even winning a chip? It's almost like the lesser of two evils. If I, do I put the gamble that I may or may not win a chip and leave a supermax on the table? Or do I say, hey, I didn't win a chip, but I just got paid. Like, it, you can't, if you're going to gamble, you're not gambling with a regular contract. You're gambling with a supermax in the hopes that the team you go to wins a chip. That may not happen, and now you are leaving money on the table. I don't think Dame's at the point in his career where he gives a crap about a championship. If he wins one, cool. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But he's not leaving Portland to go ahead and try to figure that out. That would be insane.
0: The money's gonna be there no matter what. I think we know. You are talking about grass is greener? I think we know what color the grass is in Portland, right? We know. Where that is he it's going not- to
1: win a championship immediately? Let me ask you, where? That can, that can afford to pay him. It's not the Knicks. Love him, but it's not us. We can he pay can, him, can but we're not winning a, a championship.
0: He can make a trade for Damian Lillard right now if they wanted to. With who? You start with Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero.
1: Who's Boy. taking Kyle Lowry? He's 30-something years old with Bro, a hamstring. Him,
2: You're already, there, right? You
1: already there, You got Dame. He's 30-something years old, right? Then he ain't he just got no injuries. So why would I do that swap?
0: Because you're also going to get draft assets, and you get a young player to build around. You get Hero, who is your savior, right? I
2: disagree, Chris. So we can. You on. think nah, Pat, bro, you I'm think not. Pat
1: Riley right. is going to take Fold. on? You think Pat Riley is going to take on Damian Lillard, who's thirty something years old, who's going oh, to now who's go, oh, man. Hold on, who's Absolutely. going to who's going to require a hefty payday for Tyler Hero, who's twenty two years old and just won right. six Man of the Year.
2: They're going to have Absolutely. to give him some bread. Come That's, on,
0: Christian. Right. Are we are we disrespecting Dame right now? We no. no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't do, no. don't do this that. Don't do that. getting out of control. No,
2: no like, you be trying to set you, us you telling up. you tell me that
0: you won't swap Dame for if, – if, if I'm the GM of the, of the Heat and I have an opportunity to package Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero for Dame and a role player to put next to Jimmy Butler and Bam and those shooters that you got, I'm pulling that trade. Absolutely. This is the Heat's problem right now. They don't have two of the best players on the floor in the series. Joel Embiid is the best player. Right. James Harden is the second best right. player. You get game, right. you're in that mix. That's the problem. But
1: you're also not thinking about the future. Jimmy Butler's not going to be part of the Miami Heat forever. He was never intended to be. Neither is Kyle right. Lowry. You take those two out of the equation, that team is not older than the age of 27. When right. you add everybody up, obviously That's why you got to strike right now. Why would you trade a 22 year old who just won Six Man of the Year for a 35 year old point guard who may James or
0: may 31. Not, Thirty-one. I'm sorry. Thirty-one. 30, years old Thirty-one
1: years old. Who wants a big payday that you're not willing to pay him? That payday that is, is
0: not coming right now. That payday is coming in 2025. From That's in 2025. You still you have to. You still his,
1: have to pay him the remainder of his contract. Sure, yeah. That's uh, that money's gonna
0: get paid no one way or the other. Why we? What are we talking about here? You gotta have to pay Dame one way or the other. If you if I'm Dame, I'm going to Miami. I'm going to a team that I know I can win because I know I'm gonna get that money regardless.
1: The realistic right? situation would be Dallas.
0: Mm. I, I I pitched that earlier in uncertified buckets you put him next to luca i think that's a killer a the killer realest
1: team. situation would be would be dallas they luca needs a partner they have the money they have the assets i just don't know if portland would want them maybe they would you could package up Jalen brunson maybe i don't know but it would be Dallas. it's not gonna be miami and it's not gonna be the Knicks. it just doesn't you telling
0: me right now if you had jimmy butler bam and dame on the same team they can't <laughs> beat anybody
1: they can, but you have to also remember that front offices also think long term. And what yeah. does that look like in the long term? You're gonna dump Tyler Hero who's yeah. only getting better. You don't even know how much longer Dame wants to play or will play. Now your team got older. Instead of getting younger, Jimmy Butler's oh, no. not gonna be in Miami forever. He was never intended to be. So then when they leave, now what? You gotta rebuild again.
0: Mm. No nah, man, I, I like the uh, this is the option to win now. Oh God! How that work? How that work for Brooklyn? Got, hey, listen, injuries, injuries happen. How that work for Brooklyn? Injury, injuries happen. Yeah, it be like that sometimes. You gotta make those trades. Anyway, number one, I'm, I'm, I'm driving the bus in terms of Dame to Miami. That's we go, we gonna make that happen on social at some point. Um, but I take Bradley yeah, Beal nah. in Miami
1: before Dame. No offense, love Dame. Oh,
0: jeez, Louise. We talk about two different calibers of star here. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. he's also
1: he would require less if you tried to trade for him. You think so? Well,
0: Absolutely. yeah, Probably. Yeah. Absolutely. Probably. It's still that deal still starts and ends with Tyler Hero. There's no way you you get any star if you're Miami and you know. How get old Tyler Bradley? Hero. Uh, what is Bradley? Uh was he like twenty nine? I think he's still in his twenties, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: So mm. yeah. Well on that note, before we end the show, <laughs> it's time for my segment. <laughs> hey, you know what they say the best things in life are free except buckets. Those are earned. Ooh. That's right. Mm. It's a certified bucket of the week.
1: Verified with our stamp of approval. It's the certified.
2: Thank you. Getting, okay, that's Josh. good. That's good. Hey, Josh,
0: uh, got into a groove. That's,
1: that's got to be your oh, next hey. Instagram caption. That's a good one. Fright. That's
2: not bad. I might use that. I might. I
1: don't use know. That. I, I don't know like what y'all think.
0: Bunkers, I, I think Josh been finding these on like Pinterest or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think Josh I think got, a ghost Josh got a Ghostwriter. Josh got Ghostwriter because before it was Fright.
2: horrible. Before they were horrible. All right. What was
0: Drake's old Ghostwriter name? Oh, now you ain't gonna play my man. Yeah. Josh got Quentin on on the line.
2: But I gotta go with the one guy that we we were saying last week that. You know he wasn't motivated. He wasn't hungry. He didn't look like himself. Mm. Um, he didn't do a good job with the Nets. We, I mean, me and you bashed him a little bit, Chris. Mm. Um, I want to do a huge shout out to James Harden. You're my certified Buck of the week, mm. certified mm. Buck of the week, because. Last game when I was watching, you were screaming. You were motivated. You had that swag to you again. Your step back was clean. Mm. Um, He's getting to the basket strong. He's not just trying to draw fouls. He's playing basketball. He's getting other people involved. He's running fast down the court. He's playing defense. He seems alert. Man, keep it up, man, because we believe in you. That's why we're hard on you. So keep doing your thing, brother. And continue to get Danny those shots. Mm. (laughs)
0: That's a (laughs)
1: Well, I'm going to go on the other side of that argument. Oh, my God. And I'm going with Jimmy Butler, a.k.a. Jimmy Buckets. Because he dropped 40 in game four, 13 for 20 from the field. Listen, Jimmy is looking like Bubble Jimmy, where he was exhausted because he was just giving so much work. (laughs) You know, obviously they need the entire team to be on the same wavelength as Jimmy Butler or even half the wavelength Jimmy Butler is on. But yeah this series you know lives and dies with jimmy at the forefront if he right. can continue this trajectory if he can continue to put up these numbers and the rest of the team can get involved i don't think the Phyllis, the 76ers can stop them But it's just great, you know, and I go back to this all the time because, you know, Jimmy played in Philadelphia for a little bit. He was also with the Timberwolves, and obviously we know about him in Chicago. There's always been this narrative that he's been a bad teammate, that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't win with him. You know, he's toxic to the locker room. He's toxic to a team. And Mm. we've seen a drastically different Jimmy Butler, and it just goes to show that for every player, there's a right and wrong situation. Mm -hmm. And I think it took Jimmy a little bit longer to find his right and wrong situation. And I think here in Miami, he's happy. I think in Miami, he's respected. I think in Miami, he respects the guys that are around him. I think he respects the guys that are are in charge, quote unquote, of the team and of him. And it showcases in the way that he plays and the effort and his passion and his commitment. And you know Miami and six, Miami and seven. Either way, Miami's coming out victorious. Sorry, Danny. Sorry, Lethal. It's not happening.
2: You got to put that and on then, Twitter too. And not and today, And then they, kick it, and
0: him then on they on kicking Twitter. Jimmy Butler to the curb, though. If you're <laughs> kicking him to it's the It's business. The curb.
1: Chris? No, he's gonna he's gonna end his career in Miami. Oh, you think mm. so? Absolutely. Mm. He's not. He, this is his last stop. This is okay. for 100% okay. his last stop. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know who else? I won't say it's their last stop, but my certified bucket. It's not a superstar. He ain't James Harden. He ain't Jimmy Butler. He is Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith came out in that Mavs game and got 24. hit eight threes for you. And I know I have it on good authority that Dorian Finney-Smith is one of the players that the Nets were trying to trade for in the middle of the season. Why? Because he's that physical forward who can also space the floor and hit threes. If you'd have had Dorian Finney-Smith... In a, in a series against the Celtics, right. maybe that series goes a different way. And that's the type of value that a guy like him brings, especially with a guy like Luka who's just going out there and giving you everything he's got on offense. You need those dogs on defense that's mm-hmm. physical that's also going to be able to hit those threes that he hit. So shout out to Dorian Finney-Smith, man. He gets my certified bucket. I was trying to get him as a member of the Nets, man. I was writing, tweeting about him. Nets need to go get this guy. They tried, but they couldn't make it happen.
1: Mm. What what went wrong there before we move on? What happened?
0: I, I think the Mavericks ended up realizing that he was valuable. Remember, they ended up giving him that contract extension. Like, that's mm-hmm. what happened. There was, the Nets aren't going to give up anybody like a superstar for him. And then after you go past your superstars, you ain't really got much to offer because that's how the Nets are built. So they didn't really have much to offer that made the, uh, the Mavs want to part ways with him.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap for this episode of Certified Buckets. Fellas, any last thoughts? Predictions? What What's going on? Who Who's winning? Who's losing? I
0: got a prediction for you. Dame to the heat.
1: Okay, let's oh let's go gosh. realistic. Let's go realistic ones. Lethal, who's winning tonight's game between Miami and Philly?
2: I, I take Philly win by yeah by six okay. plus.
1: Mm, All right, is and six. Who's winning Dallas Phoenix?
0: You already know Dallas not losing no more games.
2: I, like Mavs I said, I want Phoenix to win. My man Cam on there. We've been Mavs we've been and going six. Over stuff, but, what but that guy with, say? Suns, in four? Luke, Luke Suns has and four. Luca been looking different. Six. So so the Mavs <laughs> the Mavs win a tight one.
0: Mavs yeah. and six. Mavs win in, in, in Phoenix, and they go home and wrap it up in Dallas. Wait, stop oh playing.
2: whoa whoa, CP three might still be mad about the situation that happened with his family. So he might. You get what might, I'm saying? Yeah, no, he man, might.
0: You know, he could be as angry as he wants. They ain't gonna help him. Well, stop who's moving.
1: referee in that game? Is it Scott? Because right, 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 Yeah, right. where's
0: Scott a, Foster at? I'm going with. with
2: I'm going with the Mavs, and I'm going with uh with the. Uh, so you
0: agree with me then Mavs and Six? No, I they didn't
2: say win. Mavs and Six. I got Mavs tonight. <laughs>
1: I'm rolling I'm rolling with both the home teams. I'm going Phoenix, I'm going Miami. Okay. Mm, we knew we'll you see. had Miami. I think we'll both see. teams will defend home court and get the job done. But we got the job done, but we need you guys to get the job done as well. So do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button, rate five Mm, stars, and drop a review if you're listening on Apple. Shoot your shot on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. And we are on all social media platforms. We want to hear from you. And if you come correct, you might just hear your comments on our next show. But until next week, me, Lethal, Christian, Christian's Manicure, we are out. (laughs) (laughs) Peace.
0: Yeah.